Welcome to Deadline TV. Today's guest is Lynn Henning, a columnist, a baseball columnist for the Detroit News. The last time we spoke to him, the Tigers were doing horrible. It looked very gloomy, and now we're starting to see some life there. Uh, should we read into anything with, with these victories recently, Is that, or is that just a detour to last place? It's not a coincidence that Riley Green's part of the picture now, Alan. And we said from opening day that was uh, the thing that really killed them, was uh, losing him right at the end of spring training because this guy is not only exceptional, he's, he's really extraordinary. And um, you're seeing that kind of presence, whether it's uh, him at the bat or making a catch in center field or whatever. But he's just a really, really polished, talented and skilled 21-year-old player. You don't run into a lot of those guys. So when they show up, they tend to make a difference. And uh, he has already. On top of that, they've had some other things that have been going more their way. Uh, Javier Baez is playing a little better. And he was supposed to be a guy who, out of the gate, was supposed to have been a big help. So they're, they've, they're getting a few things in place that they didn't have earlier. Now, Riley Green, uh, is it is it over... Is it an exaggeration to say he could be the next Yale K-line, or is that being, or, or do you see that? No, that's what I said all along was, if, if you want to look at it in strictly these terms, from their own farm system, a player that they've drafted and signed and developed, uh, he probably has the most all-around hitting skill set we have seen from one of those homegrown players since K-line. That's because at his age, Alan, he's a better hitter than Whitaker or Parrish or Trammell or Gibson or even um, some of the guys from the 60s, Horton and Northrop and those guys. He is a better hitter, Riley Green, right at this particular point at being 21 than were the other guys with the exception of Kaline. It doesn't mean you've got a Hall of Famer here. I mean, he's going to have to play 15 or 20 years. But what you're seeing is the kind of rare gifts that make him uh, really a, a cut above anybody that uh, you're likely to see develop from a farm system. He's that good. He's a franchise player. How's, how's his presence in the in the in the in the clubhouse? Is he kind of my kid? Yeah. And we've known that from the, the get go. His mother, very accomplished professionally. She's from Nicaragua. The father uh, played baseball in the minors a good college player and runs a hitting camp and clinic down there in uh, Oviedo outside of Orlando. And so he has not only the premium athleticism, but he has got uh, immensely fine parentage. That combination, Alan, oftentimes will make you, uh, again, not just a skilled superstar, but a person for the long run because you don't run into some of the wobbles that guys maybe with less character have. Now we have uh, right now, we have three tigers, I believe that are batting over 300. Uh, we haven't seen that in a little while. Uh, is that, uh, does that bode well for the tigers turning it around this season? Or do you really see that as. That, you know, they're still lacking a lot of horsepower, but, the one surprise has been Miguel Cabrera at 39. We thought you know, he might be dangerously close to having just to say goodbye to him and pay him off for that remaining contract, which runs through next year. But he has been hitting 
in one sense, in the way Mike Illich envisioned and hoped when he signed him to that colossal long-term contract, he looked at David Ortiz with the Red Sox and said, you know, I think this guy can hit like David Ortiz will until he's 40. And we wondered for a while because Cabrera was hurt so much, but he's been healthy this year. And with his, uh, again, uh, immense hitting gift, uh, you're seeing a guy that's putting together at 39 uh, a, a pretty wildly good year for a guy, again, of his vintage. He, he seemed maybe uh, last season not such a happy guy uh, and, and maybe not so happy and happy-go-lucky as we'd seen him being playful. And uh, it, Has he returned? To, uh, does he have a better attitude this year? What, what would you say? Sure. And, and I think you can tie that to two things, health and the fact he's performing. And uh, when you love to play baseball and um, you're feeling good, and on top of that, you're hitting well, uh, the game uh, is uh, very enjoyable, even though you're not winning as much as he had been accustomed to in his earlier years here. But I think he's accepted that this is his role here. Uh, he can be uh, sort of the tribal chief. And uh, now he's got a few kids to work with. And, and another guy that really, Alan, you, you can't forget about, Cody Clemens has come up and hit three home runs here in a week and a half. You know, power is the one thing they were missing on this team throughout. And uh, he can play a variety of positions. Of course, he's got a little DNA in him from his dad in the Hall of Fame, but uh, or, or 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 rather should be. But uh, Cody Clemens is a guy that all along we knew if if he could figure it out a little bit, and uh, he's maturing now into a player and, and into a rookie who can put a ball in the seats. That can help a lot. Now his father. Uh... Has his father been the man? I know his father has showed up to some games. Yeah. Uh, has his father shown up to more than just a few, or would, would it? Yeah, and and they're close, and you know, that's again a, a nice parent son father son relationship that uh, you appreciate not only in human terms, but for the fact that there's some baseball expertise being imparted there too. So uh, he's he's helped, but he's come along at this point now that Riley Green's plugged in. You know, Eric Haas is hitting. They hadn't been getting anything out of catching. Uh, they, they've got a, a few people now that they can actually use and, and expect that there's going to be a little bit of offensive punch. Richter Reyes is another guy. He's been hurt all year. So that incredibly bizarre rash of injuries that also – really gutted and sabotaged their first three months, you're seeing a little more health now. And I don't think it's coincidental that you're seeing more offense and obviously a four game winning streak. What do you, what do you make of Spencer Torkelson? He's only batting like 193. Uh, are the Tigers still hanging in there with, with faith or are they kind of losing? Some they're they're kind of caught uh, betwixt and between with him. Uh, I think the only reason he hasn't gone down is, they're not sure that that would be all that beneficial, that a kid, again, uh, with his ability to hit, and he's going to be a real dynamic hitter, might be just as well off in Detroit uh, learning the ropes here, as painful as the School of Hard Knocks has been here. But this is not by itself a surprise either. He only had one full season of minor league baseball. And so he probably should have been working at AAA this year in a perfect world. Maybe that was where he would have started the season. And maybe by now uh, he'd been a little bit more seasoned and ready to help in Detroit. 
But I'm not sure that, again, that would benefit him. And I'm also not sure that he won't catch fire over the last couple of, of months in the season because he's that good and he is likely to bust out with a bang. And uh, what about we're approaching uh, trade trading time again. Uh, are the Tigers going to be buyers or sellers uh, come trade trade deadline? Yeah, they, with, without any chance at the playoffs, you're, you're really, I think, uh, mandated to sell. Now, can you sell? Is there going to be a market for their marketable players? And that is likely to focus on the back end of the bullpen because they have a lot of arms there. Former. Do you see Fulmer as a big uh, possibility? Definitely, but he's going to be a free agent in a couple of months, and so you're not going to get much return on him. The guy that I think they definitely could and should trade is Soto. Even though he's their closer, he's got 100-mile-an-hour fastballs, we know. And look at his save rates. Uh, for, for as nervous as he makes fans because he's usually allowing a hit or a walk, but he'll end up with two strikeouts and he'll end up with a save. Other teams notice that, and they particularly like that 100-mile-an-hour gas from a left-handed reliever who now has a couple of seasons as a closer under his belt. He's the guy I think would bring the best return and right now stands as the bluest of their blue chips uh, that they might be able to deal over the next few weeks. And what, what at, at this stage, what are they looking for in return? Are they looking for a... a a better player in a different position, or are they yeah. just looking for a, a draft choice or, or money or what? what's? Oh, no. They'd be looking for a, let's say, a premium AAA kind of a player, a guy who's pretty close to big league ready and a hitter. And some of them can use the outfield or infield or wherever, but they would be looking for a bat and a kid. I say kid uh, a, a little bit uh, indifferently there. Somebody that is seasoned enough to where you know he's going to have a nice big league career, but he's not yet quite in the big leagues. Now, he is the kind of guy then you can bring into the mix with Torkelson and Green, and suddenly now you're growing a nucleus and a core group that can, down the road, give you longevity and performance. So that's the kind of trade they'd be looking to make. Now, is Alavila's job safe at this point, or is there still always speculation that he could? get bounced oh i think it all depends what happens between now and october 1st if they play over the second 10 weeks uh, the way that people expected them to uh, then he'll get cut some slack because of all the injuries and those are real hmm. and again it was a crazy year for people getting hurt but they would have to play like that alan over the final 10 12 weeks and i, I don't know if this team has got that capability if not, and they have something uh, more along the lines of what we've seen over the f- previous three months, then I think uh, they'll make a change. And that would be, frankly, uh, about right. I mean, you don't get uh, lifetime appointments for these jobs. He's had seven years, and I thought it would be a long, long rebuild, uh, but it had to show fruition this year. Again, the caveat being, that the injuries, yeah, have knocked this team silly, but you still had to see a little bit of, let's say, offensive spark, offensive prowess, uh, batting order strength that's not there because the pieces haven't had that fundamental strength. 
that's on the GM, and that's how I think it might be evaluated at the end of the year. And how about how about the manager? Uh, there's rumors that he might leave at the end of the year. Uh, I mean, the Tigers seem lucky to have somebody of his caliber yeah. uh, at, at the helm like that. What do you what's what's your prediction on that? I'll take the blame for all of the chatter about Hinch and his quote-unquote opt-out. I did learn from people who know at the outset. My question was, along with everyone else, how long is this contract? That's usually basic information you get when a coach or a manager is introduced right. with a professional pro, pro team or even a major college coach. Well, it was absent when it came to Hinch. So I kept pressing, 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 and you couldn't get the real length. But what I was told, and again from people who know, is that there was an escape clause for an extraordinary job, um, not an opt-out, which means you can just leave and take. No, he's under contract for probably five years, but there was an opt-out for an extraordinary circumstance. That is unlikely, frankly, to come Hinch's way. And separate from that, he has told people, adamantly and emphatically that he is here for the long term. He likes the way things are going, even with this tough year. He also likes the freedom he has as manager to involve himself in personnel matters. That's not the case with every team where you got a GM that wants you to manage a team. He'll worry about the roster. Hinch has a lot of input there, and I think it's a very gratifying job for him, which is why if he can see any degree of light at the end of the tunnel, and he probably can now, uh, I think he's here for the long term. What, what kind of guy is he? Oh, he's excellent. Um, he really is. He, he's, he's a – and everybody knew this. I mean, he got caught up in that sign-stealing thing down there, and he should have done some things differently for sure. But that was kind of an institutional problem, and it extended from the top all the way down. And he protested uh, mildly, probably not assiduously enough, but it was his apology at the end of it that was forthright, that was meaningful, it was real, it was authentic. And that is an example of his character. So Detroit is lucky to have him. He runs a tremendous clubhouse. He is a brilliant man and skipper. And uh, if Detroit can keep him here for many years, uh, it'll be in Detroit's interest. Nice. Now, Chris Illich recently said uh, that he was having a press conference, I think it was at uh, the Red Wings, and somebody asked if he's happy with the progress the Tigers are making, and he said, you know, absolutely yes. Uh, was that a sincere yes, or was that just something that he's supposed to say? It was something that he felt would be, I think, safe and comfortable. And he probably was thinking about the Riley Greens coming along and the Torkelsons, and they've got a lot of pitching. And the one thing you've got to remember, and this has to go to Avila too, the pitching depth has been astounding. There are not many teams, like I'll say none, that could have withstood as many losses, departures, and injuries to the pitching and have had the pitching hold up as consistently as it has. Look, if you're going to get on the gym about all the other stuff, you're going to have to give them his credit there. And Avila has done a very good job of assembling pitching. So I think Chris Illich may have been pointing a little bit to that too, but I think more than that, he just thought, why get in the muck here with this thing? I'll, I'll have my decisions at the end of the year. 
it does no good now um, to throw out uh, any kind of criticism that's probably going to be enlarged and uh, probably create its own issue that he just didn't want to invite right now. And, and uh, Chris Illich and Alavila, are they buddies or is it all, all business or? It, it's, it's as close as it ever is with a GM and, a, and an owner. Um, I think it's probably a better relationship between owners and GMs than it is between GMs and managers, frankly. That's where things get a little bit tense and fractious. But I think the owners, as long as they believe in the guy and, and think there's a general vision that's being carried out, uh, are, are quite happy with their GM. And that's why he was extended. But there's a shelf life on that too, Alan. I mean, it's the same as with the fans are saying at some point, this thing has to begin bearing fruit. And if at the end of this season, it looks as though that uh, timeline has been crimped or, or wasn't frankly anything you could trust, then Chris Illich is going to make a move. And what's happening with uh, the pitcher, Eduardo Rodriguez? He, he disappeared quite a while, a little while ago. Uh, the Tigers can't get a hold of him. Uh, he's got a, he's under contract or at least he's not getting paid. He's not getting paid. And he's still not, and he's not reaching out at all to communicate with him. Is that correct? Which tells you there's a pretty dire situation there. We've been led to believe it's domestic, but uh, there haven't been any police reports uh, and there certainly hasn't been any communication. And so uh, apart from breaking down his door and uh, (laughs) holding him up uh, by the nape nape of the neck and saying, talk, I don't know how you're going to get any information uh, to be forthcoming right now. I don't think it's going to happen. But it sounds more and more, Alan, like they have perhaps washed their hands of each other. And that uh, would enable the Tigers to void that contract. That gets uh, into yeah, How big of a contract is that? That was five years and, what, $80 million or something like that. So it's a biggie. And, um, and yet he's, he's a good pitcher, and he was doing uh, very nice things for that ball club before uh, this uh, – Whatever. Nobody really knows. And, and, and nobody can go and knock on the door or they can't send someone over and knock on his door and say, hey. Yeah, I don't know. You know, it, worth. It, it's you can bet they have been going behind the scenes and uh, in subterranean ways, all of directions they can to try to get an answer and try to get him back on track. Uh, but this thing clearly is very, very, very serious. And uh, I don't know if, if serious. Uh, has at this point an ability to be repaired. Yeah, final, one final question. Uh, is it possible the Tigers can end up uh, playing 500 ball this year, or is that even a long shot at this point? Now, what are they, 14 or so under 500? You're yeah. going to easily make that up. I think, though, uh, they're going to have to look at simply this thing in the remaining 90 days and measure it July, August, September. Are they going to play good baseball, baseball that they were at least envisioned to play before this uh, theater of the absurd occurred with this crowd this year, with this roster this year? But I think if you measure them through July, August, and September and see the kind of team that people thought was existent, they'll see it as an aberration that all these injuries and all the nonsense with guys not hitting just seemed to coalesce. And it just ripped the guts out of what should have been a good baseball year. But you got to, I think, weigh this thing very critically, Alan. 
over the final 90 days before you're going to have an answer there. So it's going to be interesting 90 days for sure. Oh, I, you know, it always uh, is. It's one thing about an old baseball town. Any month is going to be interesting uh, for what it reveals, good, bad, or ugly. And uh, the ugly sure has been here in surplus. But uh, it might be uh, a case here where uh, this is a team worth following with some entertainment value. But again, I make no assumptions about baseball. I think you got to take this thing uh, a day at a time, as they say. Right, right. Well, thanks so much, Lynn. It's always great talking to you. We're going to have you back again. Uh, who knows when the, the next turn, sharp turn this team makes, but we'll reach out to you again. If you're available, uh, love to have you again. So, All right, buddy. There's All right. more drama coming.